everybody and welcome to Wondering to Cologne. It's the Europa show from Wolves Fancast. It's straight after the game. David Evans here. Joining me on the Zoom line, I've got Stu. Oh, don't come to me first. <laughs> <laughs> Stu I've... is still a ball of mess after that uh, yeah, result. I've been the one who, who joined, temporarily joined Negative Club and it's at full, at full top, the full time whistle. I, I still have tears in my eyes. It's quite pathetic really. But yeah. well, well, we'll let Stu compose himself as again. <laughs> Dan's here as well. Evening, Daniel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening around the world. <laughs> we're back. With the, we're in the echelons of European football. Uh, and also, uh, Daniel Pedonzi's number one fan. Adam is here as well. Evening, Adam. Guten Tag, guten Abend. We are going to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yes, walls are through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League after a 1-0 win at Molyneux against Olympiacos. 2-1 in Agra in the end. But Wolves, like Wolves do, don't make it easy for us. And it was very nerve-biting at times. Um, we're going to go a bit more detail uh, about the game, uh, gents. But just firstly, just, uh, Dan, I'll come to you first. How does it feel? Wolves, quarterfinalists in the Europa League. Exhilarating. Heart still racing. I'm close to masturbating. <laughs> I've got no other rhymes. We're we're a solid team, and I know I'm naturally negative, but even though I won't bring this episode down. We're going to Germany, and the script's written. Lopetegui next. Sol back in the semis. Graham Taylor in the final. I don't know who's <laughs> playing in the final, but the script's written. Dean Saunders will get the Interman job oh, last God. second. Just to complete the route. I think I said before the recording that it's like Wolves are going to go through the Ghost of Christmas Pass to get to their glory. Uh, Adam, how are you feeling in the Price household after that win and uh, a place now over in Germany in the quarterfinals? This is the beauty. Yeah, whatever. What, who's, who's on tomorrow? Um, this is the beauty of doing like recording podcasts right after the game because you're still, you're still taking it in, aren't you? <laughs> And I said, I said just before we come on, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Europa League quarter-finalists, which is just mental. I mean, I, I mean, I can't do anything about it, but I wish I could have been there tonight. But it's just, it's just still, still processing it, to be honest with you. I mean, we'll get into the game, obviously. And the game, we were made to, you know, hang on the edge of our seats, pants, thongs, everything. We were just made to hang on right to the end. But, yeah. It, um, Amazing. Amazing, really. Stu, oh, now, that, the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Stu now that you've composed yourself, yeah, no, no, I, I, where are you going to cry again? Which is fine. But <laughs> how are you feeling um, about that Wolves are in the, in the quarterfinals? Never had, had a sip of push pineapple from uh, the Aldi selection. I'm, I'm okay now. Um, it's just... It's defensive masterclass, Warwick, really. And I never expected... I, Considering how bad we've been against, against decent teams in, in the last month or so, I never saw that coming at all. And I think that's probably... <laughs> composure. That's, that's probably why it's got me so badly today be, now, because 
I just didn't, expect, I didn't see it coming whatsoever. And yeah, they, we, we were helped because they had uh, old uh, Paul Crichton on loan from Albion in the 90s in goal from in the first half, um, which <laughs> kind of helped us. But um, it's just, what a time to be alive. Crawley, six years ago. No one's mentioned that. Not allowed to. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw out, as we start kind of looking back at this game, I'm going to throw out a bit of an oddball kind of statement. Because like Stu's right, we were made to work for it. It was very nervous at times. That 1-0 lead it made you think, if this is Wolves from previous weeks, our Olympiak is going to just get an equaliser here and take it to extra time. Hmm, how do I phrase this without trying to say negative in what is one of our best results? Do you think that at times we showed our lack of European experience because of the standard at times that Olympiakos were playing? Let's just say that they're a better, a better team than we are. Hmm. One, to, 1 to 11, they're a better team than we are. But as a collective, we showed how we've got where we are. So I, I know what you're saying, that we, um, there was times where they were more canny than us. They were, um, I think that one at Cody at the very end, kind of um, playing on the fact that he was kind of, he was tapped on the ankle and he fell over. Mm. I think that, that kind of thing, the ref brought into it, as all refs do in the Europa League and Champions League, which will be, could be in next season, amazingly. Um, that, that kind of thing, it is, it's a naivety, it's kind of, it's an inexperience more than anything mm. else. We've, we've got young players, apart from Matinho and Patricio, the rest of them have played in this level before, but again, two or three years ago. So it's one of the things everyone's learning on the job, and it seems to it seems to kind of get away from ourselves in the first half a bit. Mm-hmm. And with the uh, the hero of VAR coming to save us, and that kind of turned the tide. And obviously, I'm not I'm not trying to take away from the result at all. Absolutely fantastic result. But Dana Adam, did you feel perhaps there were times where that inexperience of that kind of standard that we're now going to continue playing at in the teams we've got to face perhaps showed a bit? Um, I don't think... I mean, we've got to get a bit more streetwise. I don't think... I mean, at Sue's point, I don't think they're a better team than us, a certain 1-11, one, one but when they do probably benefit us, well, they've got more... They've got more Europa League or European Champions League experience than us, so they're, they're a bit more streetwise when it comes to these sort of things. Um hopefully that'll just come with keep keep getting into the competitions again and again but um i thought i thought beforehand it might be a, a scrappy game and i thought after the first part of the first half it was it, it quite intriguing the overall game was quite intriguing but i thought it kind of descended into a bit of a, a scrappy affair and um yeah it's just a case of they know that they've they've got course and distance with european competition so it's something we've just got to get used to but um, hopefully that yeah that will just come come with time. Dan, when Patricio sets up for that penalty in the first half, did you have any doubts that's going in? Jimenez, Jimenez, oh, sorry, yeah. what did I say, Patricio? <laughs> sorry, yeah. 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 I, I, I watched the parallel universe game where Patricio was also man of the match and scored the goal. Sorry, yeah, Jimenez. Was, did, did you have any doubts <laughs> that wasn't going in? I just. It's sickening to think, but he is going to miss one one day, and you just you always seem to think that it's going to be this one, because of just the run off, and you just you just think a goalkeeper is just going to stand up as long as he can, and then just take one step to either side, he's going to save it. But he's that. Go on, Dan. So, so you're thinking he's, he's going to miss one against the Albion? Say, so, now you're thinking it. 
say no well no we're gonna beat them <laughs> i don't know what you mean i'm never it, negative it'll be the penalty that would <laughs> no. win us the europa league in the final he steps up you're like right here we go let's party lads and he puts it over the bar <laughs> oh, I've, i thought he was gonna say like the keeper saves you but then like jota comes in with a rebound <laughs> I think like tonight's game was, it's like what I said, it, it was a bit of a shootout at times. You know, we had enough chances to to close the game out. I mean, Jota missed a sitter. There was, there was a few other chances. Um, I know we'll get onto it later, but I think my man of the match today was Patricio for the saves that he made, I thought. Yeah. People, he, easily, I mean, yeah. I don't like advertising our players. People keep talking about Jimenez, Traore going this summer. There's some Premier League teams out there that could do with a, a keeper like Rui. Player of the year. He had, he had nothing to do, but when the when the big shots came and he he handled them perfectly. Mm. It was mentioned on the post Chelsea podcast when we had the guy from a Chelsea fancast on, and the guys asked him who would you like from Wolves, and he said Patricio as as someone to replace Kepa, and you can see why he performs this today. Why? Why he's such not only outstanding keeper, which is surprising that within the media sphere that he hasn't been mentioned elsewhere, which is to our I benefit, think, of course. Although I think he said Cody, didn't he? Yeah. Sure. I think he said Cody, but I mean, from when I was listening to that back, I was thinking the same thing that you know all these these teams want keepers like you know De Gea's had a suspect season, Chelsea throwing tens and tens of millions around for like unproven keepers like Kepa, and you think. How lucky are we, you know, Rich, mm. honestly, how lucky are we to have Portugal's number one? You've saved us on, what, two, three occasions tonight, easily. The man, is that, is, and he's had a standout season, easily. I mean, he'll be in the, the, the top two for player of the season, I think. And as I think we could probably agree on this podcast. I think, you know, he'll probably get our votes for it, to be honest. He's had such a good season. And it's just typified, in one game, typified it tonight. Friend of the fancast, of course. Producio. We'll raise a vino tinto. We'll raise a vino tube as well. Because he, he, he did that for us. Yes. <laughs> uh, Stu, but yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, he was man of the match. I, I, I don't know there's a reason why we shouldn't deliberate and, and well, not deliberate, sorry, delay and not talk about him. But I mean, for you, Stu, outstanding performance. I think that, that one in the first half, especially, that was just absolutely superb. So I mean, it wasn't even like he was, he had time to, yeah. He had to adjust his feet as well before even getting down to it. It was a, it was an incredible save in at this kind of, this stage of the season as well in this competition at, in the whole weirdness of the whole no fan situation concentration at its peak. That's why I read the when when we all put our nominations for player of the season and I threw my hat in straight away to write one of them Patricio and you can't really write that much about him because he's just excellent and he doesn't stand, apart from today. He doesn't really stand out because he doesn't he doesn't need to pull off world class saves, he's just there. He's got and a statue in Portugal. Michael Oakes was a statue. That's the level <laughs> we're at now. <laughs> well I'll tell you what other statue might be outside Molyneux in the next few weeks. That's of one joint T V screen. The the heel that's now turned face, that is VAR. In the second, in the first half, Olympiacos equalise and then to our utmost surprise. It is ruled out for offside, thanks to our old enemy. For, I mean, I was staggered. I mean, when I kept, when I watched it on the screen, I thought that's got to be offside. That's got to be VAR. And I wasn't sure whether with Europa that it was still in there, because wasn't it in some of the early stages in the group stage? It wasn't there from knockout only. 
Ah, okay, there we go. So I wasn't to quote, sure. Uh, to quote Partridge, they got you with the old armpit rule. <laughs> <laughs> but how fantastic that, you know, the, the turn that you don't expect and it actually works for us at one of the key moments. Well, as, think, as a cheerleader for VAR all season long, uh, I think it's, it's right to say um, science works. And leave it at that. <laughs> God, you'd feel sick as an uh, Olympiacos fan if you travelled over for this game and got done by that. But you know what? At least it's not us for once. At least it's not us. If that was against us, we would be going mad, probably. Well, most of us would, but... Let but someone else have the grief this time. <laughs> <laughs> In real time, I was convinced he was offside, and then when they went to the picture, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that was the thing. It was only when they showed the replay and that's, that's, they freeze-framed it. And same as Dave, I thought, well, that's offside. It has to be offside, clearly, because he leaned into it. And then they started talking about how he leaned into it anyway, and that's, that's what's going to catch him off. But in, first, in open play, I don't think anything of it. So, well done, VAR. Uh, one thing you know, I want um, Go on, lads, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know how like, we, we, we talked about our keeper? Should we um, dedicate a minute <laughs> to talking about their keeper? Because, <laughs> like, I know um, before the game, obviously we had that, we saw the tweet, didn't we, saying that it, Jose Sarr wasn't going to play and it was a massive blow. And that Bobby Allen was going to step in and uh, be, be their keeper for the game. I, I remember the commentary, someone said, like, he used to play for Clyde. I think he used to have imagined he still was playing for Clyde at that point when he decided take on Podence and just give him a little bit of a shove in the back. I mean, fair play to Podence, not giving up. And like, he, he carried on um, like, you know, trying to get the ball off him, but I don't know what he was doing there. Not sure what he was thinking of that one. I think they mentioned on the commentary in there that, I mean, Podence knew kind of what he was doing. And I think that's what we've seen from Podence since he's been brought in, even in the Premier League with Everton. He seems to have that streetwise that, Adam, you mentioned about Olympiacos that perhaps we need bleeding mm. in a bit more going into the latter stages. And I think we'll talk about Sevilla later, but I think we're going to need that, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, one player who um, might be a bit of a miss is Johnny. He went off injured in the first half, was kind of off the ball incident. I think if anyone saw it, um, right after the full whistle when the players went in a big circle, he seemed to have a big strap on his leg, which is always like a precautionary thing. But given that the games are so close together, unless that's something that can be, it, it's very minor, it can be worked off in a couple of, you know, a few days, I would imagine he's he's off now for the season. Just a guess, quick post-match. If he is off for the rest of the season, how much of a blow is that for uh, Johnny out the side? Massively, because Vinagre can't defend. So, <laughs> and, unless, let's say the, the only other option is what put Doherty left back and bring in uh, Super Oscar Burr. Oh. <laughs> Is that like his boy band hero? Come on. Is that a better option than having Vinagre defend against Sevilla? It's probably about the same. It's definitely a massive blow. I think not just how weak he is defensively, but I think you notice um, Stacey's inadequacies with his concentration with Vinagre there. Yeah. Uh, I think, like it's been said a few times now, that Cody has to sort of wake Stacey up and volley up a few times and. With Vinagra as well, who just likes to, he's a, he wants to be a left winger, doesn't he? He doesn't want to be a left wing back. He's got no defensive sort of um, mindset whatsoever. And then when he's going to be up against like Jesus Naves and um, Ever Benego, I, I, I do fear for him. 
so I'm saying Nuno might need to rejig it. I mean, who have we even got? The play left back. Yeah. Did he play Kilman there? Is he? Was he played? He played Kilman in the about a year ago in the, in the uh, one of the qualifying games and he was awful. <laughs> so you couldn't have answered your own question there. Yeah, but again, <laughs> it's it, it's a lesser of two two or three evils eight that we've we all thought when we that Vinagre would step up and he really hasn't defensively anyway. He seems to be getting worse defensively yeah. since he yeah. first came in. To be fair, he ain't really had a chance in the Premier League. Has he? He's never had a real run. I mean, defending in the Championship ain't that hard when you're playing against like 34-year-old strikers at times. But yeah, he's definitely more of a trying to model himself as a front three player now than as a wing back. That's for sure. And it's the only other option is if you do it if you move Bolly across and play Dendonka at the back. Have, so you've got some kind of cover on the left hand side. Basically, as when I've been watching the Mokamara DVDs again. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Raul Jimenez's goal, it was his 27th in all competitions now this season. Am I right in thinking now he's broken that record, the John Richard record for most goals in, in, in all competitions? I'm sure that was flouted at the Chelsea game where he, he'd already equaled it. Don't tell us that right. game. Was that a league record though? Definitely yeah, that's a league. Re- anyway, 27 still good. You can't deny but, that. But 27 is all right, isn't it? Uh, Wolves obviously rode their luck a bit in the second half where we're all sweating probably from about the start of kick-off. Um, little stat from uh, BBC Sport here saying, um, despite keeping a clean sheet, Wolves faced more shots against Olympiacos, 16, than they did in any other home game in all competitions this season. So it just shows you how, yes, Olympiacos did go for it. I think they must have had about four or five strikers on the pitch at one point. But then defensively, we were still solid enough and thanks to Patricio. Yeah. Well, I think on, an, on another day we could have scored three or four easy mm. the chance that we had I mean the, the chance that Matinho had at the end he should have hit the target mm. yeah, that yeah. Jo- the Jota one still annoys me I mean uh, I think I put well, in the group chat why we have this a lot why do we try and walk it in you, can we just say can we just say that Jota is a bag of wank now and uh, uh, my, my rant of the night that he's should, he's he's not even championship like Ben said he's not even championship quality at this at this stage he's just shit there was the, you talking about the top goal scorer in the competition, Stuart. Yeah, but did, so did, did, any, back to back <laughs> did, did any of us have any confidence that he would do anything as soon as the ball fell to him? Stats mean nothing to Stuart. Yeah, stats, stats but, and numbers mean nothing. I was just, I was just waiting for him to raise it over the bar, and then he got, he fell over. So it was going to, to okay, fine. To be, to be fair, I mean, he's not, Stuart's not being entirely unreasonable there because it always seems to be that whenever he has, whenever like Jota has. Whenever he's got to think about a finish, yeah, he goes wrong. He just he, well, he almost falls over the ball. Uh, who was it? Who was it against? Now we that was it. He was put clean through. He was thinking about it. I don't know what he tried to do. He got his control pad mixed up, and then <laughs> it's like he nearly fell over the ball. And he watched the replay back for tonight. He tried to do the same again. Tried to do a step over, and he just thought, I don't fucking know what to do now. He, he relies on instinct. If he gets the ball, I just shoot straight away. He'll probably hit the target. It was like he was playing FIFA with Pro Evo controls. That's what he's like. <laughs> is that when like square is passed and shoot on the yeah. other one? Like when I, I thrashed Dan on uh, Andy's birthday. That uh, Dan's going to be like, there. there's no evidence of that. Top soft <laughs> goals. <laughs> actually, actually, is evidence. <laughs> well, I think that's right though with Jota. I think the is whole. There evidence? Yeah, it's on your, it's on your YouTube. <laughs> Do you know what you mean? Definitely <laughs> got delayed for the day after. <laughs> 
I think, I think that's right, though, about Jota, isn't it? In terms of when he thinks about it, it, he kind of struggles. If you look at that goal against Everton, he just takes it, runs, shoots. He just knows yeah. what he's doing. Where if it comes to spur at the moment, he's like, oh, where like, you know, that chance against Villa, when it kind of dropped to him, he probably still had a moment to take a touch, control it. But just went, oh, ugh. all right, I'll kick it, see what happens. It's a strange it's one because we all know what he can do, but he just, I think he goes through fits and bursts, doesn't he? He'll have a purple patch and then just go completely off the boil. So far off the boil, he's in the freezer for about 10 games. <laughs> and then, like, then suddenly he perks up again, does, you know, has a little scoring glut, and then just goes back to kind of what we've seen tonight for a bit. He's such a strange player sometimes, but he has his defenders, obviously, he has his detractors, but. Um, I don't know. The question is, can we put up with a player that inconsistent? And I don't want to get into too much a heated debate on, you know, the future of Jota. But times like tonight, when you, when he's gifted a golden chance like that, and he just dawdles with it. Well, I guarantee we probably all reacted like Nuno did. We almost saw him on the touchline, mm. going absolutely shit at him. We're probably all doing the same because we know we can do better. We know we can. I don't even move because I knew we'd fuck it up. Because that's what he's been doing for the last, <laughs> the last three months. Stu, we're in the Europa League quarterfinals. Come on. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> I, I understand your frustration, Stu. Mm. And if, the fact that Podence is um, suspended now, he's going to have to start, isn't he? Well, that's the funny thing. Is well, the stat that, came, the, the, the that came out. He got a yellow card because he took too long for, um, coming off the pitch for being Stu, which means he misses that game now. And, you know, that's such a... Now, that's annoying. To be such a key player to have. It's ridiculous. Um, gents, in all, out of different performances, who else, apart from Patricia, think played well and perhaps didn't play not so well? I thought, I thought um, both. Well, not Johnny was okay, but Vinagra and Doherty were terrible for mm. me. <laughs> I think they just got skidded over and over again. If that was systems, if that was Olympiacos just just playing on them, I don't know, but they just neither of them turned up, and they were they were just weak links. And you're putting if you you both your wide players. Like, I think Karen Kearney was she was she was great on Cocoms. I thought tonight that's the first time I've heard her on, on that in that role. I thought she was really good. Um, too brummy for my liking. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got a problem, have they? <laughs> but um. Yeah, I thought they were they were the weak links, and it it was blatantly obvious. And we were just going overrunning the midfield as well because everyone's being pulled pulled out wide. Um, so you can, you can't really moan. Had a negative club too you're too much in it. Oh, he just I don't said think he... anyone was terrible tonight. That's I don't the king positive club. Roll him out now. Roll him out. <laughs> he just said you're he bad. was bad. He, he was bad. Them two were them two were bad. I don't think everyone else. I thought everyone else was really really disciplined. Well, what did Vinagre do? That was terrible. I know he didn't play well, but what did he do terrible? According to Stu, turn up. Well, he didn't mark anyone, did he? He didn't defend. But yeah, but that's, them, that's the, our back line just being compact at the back then. Looking no, I, I, just, I thought, like, like Ben said, when, it, when, when Johnny went off, the game changed because Johnny can defend and Vinagre can't really. But, yeah, but didn't, it didn't help having like, Powerless in front of him who isn't naturally the one who's going to track back as well. No, it, well, I think that's probably what, one of the changes with, when Jota came on and... But then just today, do anything. Making myself feel sick with this positivity that I'm bringing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Dan, I think, I think, on, if, I think if, if you if you're looking at if you're trying to find negatives, then it's empty. But everyone else, it was a defensive masterclass. 
I thought despite... Cody played well tonight. I thought he, he, he dealt with everything that he, he had to deal with quite confidently. That one pass to Doherty was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, sensational. Um, oh, yeah, I think he, he was up there today with performances. Matinho and Neves, the game sort of overrun him at times. Um, rather when his socks off. But I don't think anyone was terrible. No. Adam, how about you? Anyone highlights or lowlights? I think it's just uh, the collective back three, really. I'm hard pushed to think of anyone who, yeah, anyone forward than that that was that was really outstanding. Like you say, Neves and Matinho, you know, were solid. What you can say, I think Adama was really quiet. Hence why he come off early. You know, I don't think we really saw the best of him tonight. Podence was light, and Podence was good. He was he was lively. He, I mean, he had that initial. 10-15 minutes where he was everywhere and then I don't know I think Olympiakos stepped up a bit and then, then he uh, like some of the others in our team kind of went a bit bit quiet for a bit so I keep going back to as a collective our, our back three uh, to be honest other than Rui obviously because we, we, we know he's top of the pops tonight but I think our back three were I think they were, they were great sensational they are really really good really good put up weathered the storm Um. And just goes. I think, I think again, the stats on, on comms have said Rui, well, and therefore Wolves kept a clean sheet seven of the last eight games and add, add another one tonight. Just, just because of VAR. But, <laughs> you know, it, we're just we're becoming really defensively solid, which obviously is the basis of any successful team. Just making exactly. sure you keep clean sheets. So if we can do that, then we might be able, even if we don't play great like we have done tonight, um, We've still got to, we're still in the shop because we're so defensively solid. And what a nice way as well of signing off Molyneux's kind of season. Last home game at Molyneux now because obviously we go to Germany for this tournament. Um, but obviously with, with how... I, mean, I know there's still a mixed opinion about how you perceive how the, the Premier League season finished for Wolves going next season. But really, at Molyneux to say that we've won a game to go to the Europa League quarterfinals to finish off the season at home is still quite special. Yeah, it's superb. And regardless of what, it almost doesn't matter now what happens from now on in because, you know, even when I, I kind of said at the start of the season when he said, oh, what, what's the aim? And I, I said, well, quarterfinals top half of the table. And we've now exceeded that mm. ridiculously. So, and being a defensive, even though <laughs> I've just slated our wing backs for three or four minutes. Um, a defensive masterclass as a collective that was in the second half, especially. Severe, severe looked excellent, and if we lose to that severe side, then that's no, that's no shame whatsoever. But we've given ourselves a platform now to work on, to play severe in the quarterfinal of the Europa League. And just saying that is just stupid. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's mm. dreamland is back. There's some kid playing like FIFA, like on beginner level with. It. And it's just replicating in real life, isn't it? Some faraway planet, like Men yeah. in Black with the different marbles at the end. We're, yeah. we're all in a version of someone's Sims. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's David here. Now, I know you. You love a bloody good website, don't you? Look, come on, you do. You like a good website. If you're on your phone, you're on your computer thinking, I want to see a bloody good website. I'm going to go find one right now. If you want a bloody good website 
and you want one for yourself, for your business, why don't you go check out our sponsors, pixelyetimedia.com. They don't just do websites, of course. They do loads of different things for your marketing needs, such as design work and brochures. And they do our website as well, wallsfancast.com. It's a really good design. We're really pleased with the work over at the guys at pixelyetimedia.com. So, again, you're looking at some websites, you're thinking, oh, I really want a website that looks that good just for me and my business. Why don't you go check them out right now at pixelyetimedia.com. Let's do a preview then of that next tie. Now, I I would gather this game's going to be on next Tuesday, given how the fix has been laid out. Uh, So next Tuesday for the game, Wolves against Sevilla in Germany um, in the Europa League quarterfinal. Sevilla, from my calculations, they've only lost eight games in all competitions so far this season. (laughs) So they're going to be a tough nut to crack. Dan's doing the maths already. I can see his face. Haven't we only lost nine league games? We were, yeah, so we've lost nine league yeah. and we've lost what? We lost um, League Braga. Cup, FA Cup, Two, Braga, Espanol. Yeah. Ah, see, yeah. Dan? Couldn't, see, it doesn't matter. Today, coming back at you with stats. It doesn't matter. Your Olympiacos cost from beating all through the league. Basically, them drew a defeat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, Sevilla, obviously, they like this competition. They've won it five times in the last 15 years. I know they won it under Unai Emery uh, recently when he was there. But the big headline, the news piece that will come out of this, gents, it's Wolves will be up against the man who nearly was, Lopetegui, who was moments away from becoming Wolves manager under Fosen until he took the Spain job. And then Wolves went another way and went to Walter Zenga. Um, this would be quite interesting. This is like, you're lapping this up. This is like, oof, oof, context, content all in this game. It's a fire rubber. It's all scripted. Lopetegui in the quarters, Sol back in the semis. <laughs> it's all this scripted. Be, this will be like uh, the generation game with Lopetegui and Wolves winning out. This is what you could have won. Yeah. This is what you could have <laughs> had. Could have uh, had so Wolves. But- Sevilla um, won their one-off game against Roma uh, tonight, two nils uh, for them to book their place against us. Is there a sense with this game, gents? Obviously, you know, Stu talked about with that game that Sevilla were really good, and that you know, if we were to lose to that good side, it shouldn't be a, a bad thing given how far we come. But is the benefit on Wolves' side that because this is on a neutral venue, it's a one-off game? From now on, anything can happen. It can, but I just hope that. Nuno doesn't do a Watford semi-final on it and kind of, or Sheffield United, or <laughs> the many times that we've we've been in a, a, a decent position of making something of ourselves and he's gone complete bottle. I just hope we give a good account of ourselves and that's all you can ask. If we go there and have a, get to Germany and have a go against them and then we come up losers, then fine, no problem. But if we go there and sit back for... Unless we score in the first minute and then sit back for 89 minutes and win, then fine. But um, if, um, as long as we go there and make a good account for ourselves, I don't really care. I think that's, that's all you can ask, really. So, Stu, you're saying that if we lose 6-0, like we did against Southampton that one time, but we give a good account of ourselves, you'll be giving them a standing ovation. Standing ovation in the, in the living room. <laughs> uh, Adam, what do you think? Do you think this is a... Would it be not too hard luck in sense to lose severe, or is it a sense of anything goes now, really? Well, look, I mean, we were talking earlier about being streetwise, European competitions, and we're coming up against one of the masters of it. Uh, as you say, you know, Sevilla have got 
<laughs> their course and distance, aren't they, for Europa League? I think they won it three years straight, didn't they? Not in the very, very recent history. Um, I'm not sure if they're like as good as the Severa of that era where they won it three times consecutively, but they're still, they're going to be, I would say, the favourites to, to when, they, when they play us. Um, so if we lose, I, I don't really think, and it, well, it all comes down to the manner of which we lose, of course, but if we were to go out, um, I don't think really people can have too many, <clears throat> too many complaints. Obviously, it all depends on how the game goes, but we're up against a mainstay in European competition here in, in, in Sevilla. People, you know, a team that gets to the very end of tournaments in what is our first tournament you know, for a very long time. So, um, let's see. I mean, it'll be a cracking game. I can't wait for it. And I, I hope, you know, I hope we'll, um, we'll play as best as we can. We know we, know we can match it you know, with, with the best teams in our league. So, let's hope we can match it with the fourth or fifth best fourth. in the Spanish team. Yeah, I think they came fourth, fourth, fourth yeah. in uh, the league this season. That's it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll give it as best as good as we can. Dan, is uh, Nuno going to do the business on Sevilla? He's going to do his standard ball, isn't he? He's <laughs> going to play. He's going to play defensively. He's going to try and nick nick a one nil or a Man City two nil away, like we did. I don't think he'll set up any other any other way against. Uh, well, these ain't just a Europa League. These are a proper Champions League team. That just always seems to fall short and then ends up winning the Europa League, isn't they? They're, they're a solid team. They've got some good players. Um, we've, so we've what you're saying there is Severe in the Huckabee zone <laughs> yeah <laughs> Darren Eady type players who are just not good enough for the top four but them, them up there <laughs> gents we are three games away from playing Champions League football that's <laughs> a very very odd, I know there's a lot that's going to happen <laughs> before that time but that is a very still a very odd statement to say that we're in a competition where that is still a realistic possibility. Let's just, not think about it. Let's just not think about it and just take it one game at a time. Well, before we know, we knew no. Right, gents, before we end uh, this podcast, let's do a quick round of Twitter Corner. You can send us your questions at at WWFC Fancast on Twitter or email us podcast at wallsfancast.com if you haven't got Twitter. We accept any type of question, walls-related or completely daft. We will answer them all. Quick round on this one. Uh, Tom Catton says, how far do you think we can go in the Europa League? Oh, it's actually three questions, sorry. How far do you think we can go in the Europa League? Why is Podent so small? And who would win a fight between Willy Bolly and Braun Strowman? There is a resting question at the end, I'm afraid, there, gents. Let's break it down. Uh, Stu, hand on the heart now. How far are we going? We, we could get knocked at the next end, or we could win the whole thing. I'd, I honestly can't, I can't call it now. I don't, I, don't see the, I, don't, I don't see tonight coming, so... If if that can be replicated and set up again and a bit more positive going forward and not play Jota, then why not? Who knows? <laughs> Will's our oyster. It's a very political answer there from Stu. Not giving anything away. Adam and Dan, <laughs> hand and heart right now. How far are Wolves going? Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which round in Germany, out, Dan? Um... 
I just think we're we're going to win it, aren't no, we? That's what you're saying. We're going to win the bastard lot. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm not, I'm naturally negative. I just, I just think there's some serious teams left in there, and the, the way that Sevilla put Rama to the sword, I think we might just come a little bit short. But you know, like, like I just mentioned, we could easily do a, a Man City two 0 away win. It's, it's easily within our capability. Adam, you're all an R in there. What are you thinking, hanging hard right now? Because I, I genuinely don't know what to think, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, genuinely. Um, I know, like I always like to say, the blind faith thing, and just <clears throat> just say, yeah, we're going to win it, or what have you. But Severe are a pretty tasty team, aren't they? So, um, as the guys have said, you know, we could quite easily, it, it could all come to a halt on Tuesday night, which is, again, as I said, no shame. But something you can't, I, I don't like to, I don't like to bet against us, but. I don't know. Well, what I can see in my in uh, my heart of hearts is a bit of a, a glorious failure, a, a mm. losing finalists is what I is what I can see. Do you think the thing with the Sevilla game is we should kind of go into it just enjoying the moment a bit more yeah. as fans? That, that's 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 what I did tonight. I think that's probably why I got so emotional because I, I went into it not expecting a single thing, and then to get something out of it, it kind of overwhelmed me. About <laughs> half hour ago, an hour ago. And doing it that way rather than expecting something, it's, I think that's what I'm going to do again. Just, just go into it and just think, just, just, just lap it up, lap it up, take it, take it all in, take where we are and just think, well, yeah, this is, this is Wolves 20, 19, 20, nearly 21. <laughs> and um, we are in the quarterfinals. So just enjoy it while we can. Um, Drink I'll, it in. Yeah, I'll quickly move on. Tom, um, Podency small due to genetics, would have thought, and Billy Bolly's going to obviously win that fight. Uh, Jay Stringer <laughs> has this uh, conundrum for you, gents. Var, would you trade one of the disallowed league goals this season uh, for allowing that Olympiacos goal, giving us sixth in the league and Europa next season, but risk l- losing that game tonight? So basically, would you have allowed that goal to go in and Olympiacos going off and winning the game? For a disallowed goal in the Premier League, which would have guaranteed a sixth. No, one hundred percent. Dan's gone all for it, but Stu, you've gone for no. No, well, we yeah. would have been drawing one all, Stu. We, we could have still went on to win it. So we could have sixth but, place, and we still won all against Olympiacos. You wouldn't have taken that. You've guaranteed European football. If it, if it would, it would have gone in one all at half time. They would have been. All out. You know what they're like when they like at Chelsea the weekend when they they lose their minds when they go they think they've been aggrieved. They're not not the best at that at the best of times. Like alone without fans behind them. So I'm going to give uh, give Adam the deciding vote here. Adam, would you have allowed that Olympiacos goal to go in if it meant that Wolves were guaranteed sixth in the Premier League? Uh, no. No. Okay. There we go. No. No, this is much more exciting than doing um, doing the sixth place finish Europa League again. We can get Champions League, baby. We're not going to give that up. No, no. Nope. Uh, last quick question. question. Just be misty. You, you, we, we won all in the game. I think. Look, I think Jay's just trying to say, <laughs> play the game, Dan. No, just play I'm the sorry. game. Where's the, where's the positivity, lads? <laughs> every, t- I mean, every day I'm in the WhatsApp group saying you need to be more positive, and you just it's constant. Where's the positivity? You especially, Adam, you're the worst in the WhatsApp group for negativity. I, I am, think, aren't I? 
I really am, aren't I? They can't see me blushing on this screen. Don't I just, don't I just bring everyone down? <laughs> All, every day. You live, uh, you, look, you live for it. Final, final quick question from the Twitter corner. It's from our friends at the Football Neophytes podcast. He says, which of the three, Raul, Neves and Troy would you give up to win Europa? Of course, you get to keep them for the rest of the tournament, but you have to exchange one of those players for winning the Europa League. Who? Dan looks confused by that question. <laughs> you, you pick one, just give me the trophy. <laughs> Play the game, Dan. Here's the trophy, uh, but you've got to give us one, one of those three Wolves players. Who are you giving up? Traore. Traore. Stu? Yeah, Nathan, this is a, it's a mad question. Um, so Traore as well, yeah. Traore as well, Adam? We, we, we can live without him. Yeah, I'd say Traore, because one of these days... Uh, He's either going to stop being so fast or his shoulder's just going to fully, mm. permanently come out of his body. So, I was going to say about Troy, I didn't think he had the grace of games today. I mean, he was terrible. Yeah. He was really marked well out he of was. the game against their. Was it the defence they'd brought on instead of Samida? Was it Cissé? Cissé did a number on him twice. Mm. At least, where he just kind of bullied him off the board and he had no answer to him. He slipped off indeed. With What's all, that all little moustache that he's got going on as well? Yeah, I, I don't know. New, just doesn't work, does it, with those dreadlocks? No. <laughs> interesting, look. Well, I I interesting. Know. Interesting's I mean, the word, yeah. I don't think we, I mean, we, can really, we can't really talk about dreadlocks, can we, just look, looking at us? <laughs> Oh, right, gents, let's soak it in, shall we? Wolves are in the quarterfinals of the Europa League and next week we're going to be playing Sevilla in Germany. I think as fans, we should all lap it in. That's the podcast for you, another edition of Wondering 2 Cologne. You can catch us all week on social media, just type in Wolves Fancast and you find us there. And we will be back post-game after Tuesday next week to hopefully talk about Wolves booking a place in the semi-final of the Europa League against Stolasol backers Copenhagen. Come on. I want to see that tie. Um, but thank you very much for listening and uh, for this podcast. And good night to you all. Bye from Stu. That's either the Europa League music or Stu's impression of a ghost there. <laughs> uh, but bye Goodbye. from Stu. Draw. Draw. Bye from Dan. Wunderbar. Bye from Adam. I'll be the same pet. And it's good for it for me. See you next time.